1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Bass Kayak and Beers is sponsored in part by Douglas Rod. Go to DouglasOutdoors.com to check out their full lineup and locate your nearest authorized dealer. What's up, everyone? Welcome once again, guys and girls, to the Bass Kayak and Beers podcast on the Panel and Fin Network. We have Jeff Mallett. Um, he is uh, one half of the KBN Kayak Bass Nation podcast. So pretty excited to have um, Jeff Mallett um, on my show. Um, it's going to be an honor to talk to him. Uh, KBN was probably one of the first podcasts I ever listened when I got to kayak fishing. Wanted to learn to do kayak fishing. Um, and, uh, I got into podcasts, and KBN was probably the first one that I ever listened to. So I'm a huge fan of KBN. I'm really excited to have him on board. I'm a huge fan, especially of the way Jeff Mallett um, does his podcast. I look up to him a lot in that aspect. Um, and I'm always kind of like envious of how good he does with his podcast. So it's awesome to have him. Um, other than that, before we get into that, um, had a uh, tough day on the water today, man. I've been hitting the reeds lately and um, trying to get better at that. And I've gotten pretty good the first two times around. But today I went to Eagle Mountain Lake. Man, I got mine handed to me. 15 to 20 miles per hour winds and I couldn't catch anything. Not even one bite. Well, actually, I did get a bite, but it—it, it, I think it was a gar because it snapped the the line like quick, like right at the hook set. So it might have been a gar. But yeah, it was a tough day. Um, kind of changed the intro a little bit. I know my podcast is called Bass Kayak and Beers. I don't talk about beers as much as I should, I guess. But I got a new beer here. It's called uh, it's a Manhattan Project Beer Company from Dallas, Texas. It is a Berliner Weiss, Leona Tiger Blood. It's pretty cool. Let me try it. Pretty good. Um, it's funny because I went to buy it today. I was like, you know what? Let me try a new beer and kind of like talk a little bit about it into in, in the intro. Um, and it's a four-pack, which is kind of weird. When I went to pay, when I saw my receipt, it was $20. I'm like, I had to go back to the cashier at the gas station. I'm like, dude, you sure you charged me this right? $20 for a four-pack? It's a pretty good beer. I don't know if it's worth $20. Manhattan Project Beer Company. So Dallas, Texas. So to all my Dallas peeps, if you like that beer, go check it out. Uh, so anyways, uh, moving along, we have Jeff Mallard. And let's bring him on and talk about a little bit about KBN, his um, – his trajectory as a kayak fishing angler and some of the hot topics that we um, surrounding the kayak fishing world. So without further ado, Jeff, how you doing, man? Hey, what's up, man? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure, man. My pleasure. Like I said in the intro, huge fan of, uh, of what you do in the KBN. I appreciate it. Yeah, it feels weird to be on the other side of the, of the mic, <laughs> not, not how, doing the interview. How... Um, how many times have you been um, on a podcast as a guest or a special guest? Oh, I guess five or six times, but it's just been sp so spread out. I haven't done it that much, so, but, but it's always fun, so I'm, gl I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to have you on board, man. So how did KBN got started? Man, it's kind of a long story, but I'll try to make it short for you. The, the, the page, uh, Kayak Bass Nation, and the, and the group itself was set up before it really blew up because you've probably seen the, the KBN power rankings that come out in uh, yeah. the end of the year. That was the initial thing that kind of made people aware of, of what of KBN. It, if, folks didn't know how to take that at first. Some people thought it was cool. Some people didn't like it. 
but it got the name out there of Kite Bass Nation, and the page started growing. the The fan page started growing a little bit. The group page came about kind of by accident I, I, and almost out of spite. I mean, for those that know Ryan and I, we and a few of the other guys that helped get the page started. Chad Hoover and and us were kind of like oil and water for a while. So we we were members of the the KBF members page, the KBF group, the kayak bass fishing, the big page they have. Uh, all of us were also members of their tournament directors page, their advisory board, where we actually advised on tournament rules and different things like that. Um, as you know, if you're a member of the KBN group, we're pretty outspoken guys. We don't mind sharing our opinion. Yep. And we shared our opinion a little too much, even in behind closed doors on the, in some of the tournament director forums and, and things like that. And, uh, folks, KBF didn't like it. So long story short, they didn't want us on their groups anymore. And, and the, the snippet of, of a quote from Chad was, if you don't like it, go make your own group. If you don't like how we do things here. Uh, so that's what we did. We, uh, started the KBN group page just on a whim made a invited a few people to it. it was 30 40 people in there and within a week it was a thousand and within a few weeks it was a couple thousand and now we're sitting at i think 12 or thirteen thousand. uh so there it is it's blown up and the, the whole theory behind it is we don't censor any topic is is fair game uh talk about anything you want uh outside of obvious things that we don't allow in there we, we try to we try not to allow spam which is just advertisements and links we don't allow just people to drop vulgar stuff just for the sake of it. But if you want to bring up a topic that maybe people don't like, then there it is. It's an open forum. Does that make sense? Is that, does that explain it to you? Pretty much. Um, I, I was one of the ones that at first, when I got into the KBN group page, it was because I wanted to get more knowledge in kayak fishing. I thought, oh man, this is going to be an awesome support group. You can get some of that there. <laughs> you can get some of that. You can get some yeah, of that. Yeah, you there. get some of that. But then quickly I saw a lot of stuff went on. I'm like, ah, you know, maybe this is not for me. But like most people in the KBN group page, you kind of like leave, but then come back. Yeah. Um, and I kind of like, I like it. Um, I understand what it is and what it's not, you know, and um, and I appreciate it for what it is. I think it's entertaining. Um, yeah. yeah, there's times where it gets where I feel like, yeah, I don't know what's the point of uh, of this, you know, back and forth. But for the most part, I think it's entertaining. I know the guys at the Paddle and Finn host chess, a lot of times we're like screenshotting, like, dude, you, this just blowed up, man. You got to go to KBN. You got to check this out. And we laugh, man. It's, it's pretty fun. It's pretty cool. The thing is, it's, I always say this, it's the same people. I mean, it's yeah. not 12,000 people that aren't in all the other groups. It's just within that group, they're free to say whatever they want. They're not going to get banned for criticizing a tournament director or a picture or uh, bringing up some dispute with the rules, they can, whatever they want to bring up. Uh, the most recent one, you know, people not getting paid on time. Nobody's listening to them. They bring it up there and they get paid that day. So, you know, I, and I know that there is some super childish stuff with the memes and all that, but it is entertaining and it's funny. And if you have a good sense of humor, it's no big deal. And that, that's the thing is a lot of people take the page and kayak fishing in general a little bit too serious. I mean, it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. You're supposed to cut loose a little bit. You got to have a good sense of humor with a lot of that stuff. So we enjoy it. We have a good time with it. And I think it's kind of policed itself and leveled out over the years to be a mix of both good discussion slash still some pretty funny gold content for people. Yeah. Um, I've like over the years and again, I haven't been on the, I haven't been since the start of the KBN group page. How long, how let me ask you this. How long has the KBN group page been? It's been, uh, I guess, about three and a half years. Be about oh, right. three and a half years? Right. Yeah. So yeah. I guess I've been like half of that. And I've seen it kind of evolved. Now, there are times where a certain topic comes up and, okay, we'll go back to, <laughs> we're going back down here for a little mm -hmm. bit. But I've seen it evolve. And I was kind of wondering, and I wanted to ask you about that. Is that more of you guys policing it or you think it's kind of like the group? I don't want to, you know, the page in itself has matured yeah. into something or evolved into something. Yeah. We've kind of like the page. Typically we don't, we don't start the topics. We don't bring up what people talk about on there. It's an individual angler says, Hey, they make a post and you know, maybe it turns into 300 comments. Uh, 
it gets a little out of control, but that's not the page. That's just, we allowed that to happen there on the page. Does that make sense? It's not, people yeah. always point at KBN as it was well, not KBN. instigating. It's, yeah. it's the anglers that bring it up and we just let it roll. You know what I'm saying? And that's fine. Uh, but that has kind of policed itself over the years. Um, kind of organically we haven't had to we don't we don't ban anybody we don't delete stuff like i said other than spam and things like that or fake accounts uh we try to just lay off and then let the page moderate itself and it kind of has i mean the i mean honestly the beginning of it it was a kbf hate fest everybody knows that people were pissed off and they're in there bashing on kbf but kbf has tried to clean up their act and or people have just grown weary of that so they don't do that as much anymore uh, so it's kind of leveled off and turned into something else uh, little by little. And now, I mean, you know, we got some of that and we're doing great things too. I mean, Ryan's fired yeah. up this huge charity tournament and here we are, you know, raising $50,000 for a, a kid struggling with a disease. I mean, so yeah, the power of it is real and it can be powerful in a good way and powerful in a not so good way if you're the wrong person, I guess. Yeah. It's kind of like taking a move, uh, quote from the Spider-Man movie, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. I think it was that movie, one of them anyways. But do you feel, do you, well, I'll ask you this, because Ryan's not here, obviously, but do you feel a moment that it gets tiresome for you to, like, kind of, like, manage, not manage this, because, like you said, you guys don't manage it, but is it is it a point where you think, like, man, this is a lot of work just to kind of, like, steer well, this in the right direction or anything like that? Sometimes, but if it was, I mean, if it was just me and Ryan, then, yeah, that it'd be a little much, but we've got a team of moderators, uh, Jordan Marshall, Chase Tanner, Shane Williams, David Cruz, uh, Katie Baca. There's, there's a whole group of them in there that help moderate and approve memberships and uh, decline memberships, things like that. And they they keep a pretty close eye on it. So it's it's a team of us that handle it. Uh, so I'm thankful for those guys because it would be a lot for just one person, one or two people to do. Yeah, and like you said, uh, one, one thing that a lot of people – kind of like confuse one thing with the other it's the podcast the kayak kayak bass nation podcast and then there's a group page and one thing really doesn't have to do with the other and like you mentioned it's you guys just have that platform for people to voice their opinion you're not the instigators of anything now you might bring certain um subjects um to the group page but you're not really out there kind of attacking anyone it's just everyone expresses themselves yeah. some of them everybody has a different personalities some of That's them right. are very expressive about their opinions other words just kind of like more laid back um do you feel like i know somebody called in and i heard this because someone mentioned it and i don't know who it is and i have nothing against whoever called it um, but it, it was called, I think, the cesspool or something yes, like sir. that. That's a badge of honor, man. We wear that badge. <laughs> I know. Do you think the reputation for the KBN page, you know, the the bad reputation that or the perception of a bad reputation, do you think it's warranted? Do you think it's like or the people just don't understand it? Or I just think some of those people don't understand it and take take kayak fishing a little too serious and get too offended by certain things. I mean. We, we can go down. I don't want to go down the, the wormhole of, yeah. of a soft culture, but I think our culture in general gets a little bit too offended by different things as, as, as a, uh, a whole in America. And I think kayak fishing is just part of that. People get, they get off the rails about anything. Uh, even if it's a, even if it's a true statement, if there's a real problem that needs to be handled, if it's not handled the way they like it, they still get offended by that. Uh, and our page is an open forum where if a problem needs to be aired out, if a cheater needs to be aired out, if a, you know, Whatever it is, it's just there for that, and, and we like that. And it was an industry leader, the guy that owned Jack Attacks, the one that called us a cesspool, I think. Um, and it actually kind of helped our marketing a little bit. I think our, our page grew by about a thousand members right after he said <laughs> that. So appreciate you, Luther. Appreciate you. Man. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't know who it was, but I remember yeah. I've seen the hashtag, and I've and I think uh, I think Brad Hicks was telling me about that story from yeah. the. Um, um, and he's a huge fan of the KBN group page as well. So it's not like he was hating on it. Yeah. Um, are you proud of some of the accomplishments that about that have you know come up with the KBN group page? Most notably, uh, the Save JT tournament. Oh yeah, that's, that's this is kind of the cherry on top. I mean, Ryan yeah. and I are both we've been in kayakish involved with it for a while outside of KBN. I mean, I've been doing this about ten years. I don't know if he's been doing it that long, but he's been doing it a while. 
uh, very heavily involved in what, what goes on in Tennessee and the growth of kayak fishing there. Um, so we kind of got our network of, of people in the kayak community anyway. And then KBN was just a way to get it out to even more people and to see all of that kind of come together, kind of his, his contacts plus the KBN page plus just the kayak community in general to come together for JT like that was amazing. Uh, and, and to use the power of, of that exposure to get something like that out there, yeah, I couldn't be more happy about that. Yeah, it's something that to be proud of for sure. And uh, for those out there listening, if you have, don't know the what we're talking about, um, Ryan and Jeff started a charity hey, tournament. Don't don't, don't don't let me don't let me take credit where it's not due. That was Ryan's baby. He got it off the ground. Oh, but I'm sure you're helping. Yeah, I've just I've just been glad to help the little bit that I can. But but he he did a great job getting that thing going. The, that's true but uh regardless you know you, you both should get some credit for yeah. for what you're doing and you use at the very least using platform but for those out there that uh, don't know it's a tournament on tourney x you can go check it out uh you can um go under on tourney x i think it's called hey. save jt it's a month-long tournament there you go save, if you're watching on JT facebook or youtube dot com right there yeah um, all charities and shout out to uh Dwayne wally who's also donating the fees um, all fees, even the tournament fees, every every single dollar goes to saving Save JT. If you don't know, say uh, the story behind the Save JT kind of like um, tournament, go to SaveJT.com and try to see if you can get involved and sign up for the tournament. Yeah, man. Other we're than almost the great prizes, yeah, yeah, we're almost we're almost to a thousand. If you can get, I think thirty five more people, we'll have a thousand anglers in that thing. So yeah, I think la- yesterday was at nine hundred and eighty six. If I'm yeah, not so mistaken. Close. Yeah, we're close. Yeah. So it's a big deal. Go check it out. Biggest online uh, kayak fishing tournament in the history of kayak fishing, sure. really. Can't believe there will be any any bigger tournament than that. So big shout out to you guys for that. Yeah. Um, going back to the group page, I noticed, I mean, I give credit for the KBN page, group page, for getting some things done. Now, depending on who you ask, did the um, national championship or for the Bass Nation Kayak Series move from Louisville to Possum Kingdom? <laughs> Best move, I mean, proven by the results, um, was because of KBN. Would you agree with that? No, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> I Is that did get too much credit? I think that's giving us too much credit. I mean, I don't know. People probably saw that that those threads on there. The people's champ, Clifton Allen. Uh, always like to talk about how bad Louisville was, but I know people behind the scenes, uh, Duke trans who respected tournament director down there in Texas. Yes. Uh, and guys like that were weighing in behind the scenes, I think, and letting people know, Hey, this isn't safe. We need to get this to a safe location just because it was Louisville in the summertime, not even really to do with the fishing, yeah. just all the ski boats and jet skis and everything else that were going to be there. And they made the right move. So I don't know. I mean, I, I think our page has influenced a lot of rules and a lot of things over the years, but I don't know how much you have to do with that one in particular. We'll take credit. If you want to give us credit, we'll take a little bit of credit. Right? I know Brian Howell got money paid. Clifton Howell will tell you thanks to Clifton mm-hmm. Allen's post. That's right. Hey, today, man, we we uh, there was a post about some the KBF not paying out for May yet. Yeah, I and saw that one. Put that post up this morning. They got paid today around lunchtime. An email went out saying some of them got paid anyway. So... Yeah, it works. Cool. It works sometimes for sure. The the KBN Justice Department, they call it. <laughs> does it does this give you more of a sense of responsibility knowing that the KBN group page um has kind of like that power to move things around in a way? Does it scare you at any point? Does it make you weary like, hey man, we need to make sure we do you know direct this in the right um, you know, send this in the right direction because of its, you know, popularity or influence in it. Yeah. I mean, I, no, not really. I mean, because I think it, like I said earlier, it kind of polices itself and levels itself out. I think what the, what the kayak anglers want eventually will happen. You know what I'm saying? That that's who drives the ship for every tournament series out there is the anglers themselves. Uh, and what they want to happen should, and eventually does happen. And we just give them a place to air that out. So I don't think there's a there's a way that one person could come in using the KBN group page and torpedo a whole organization or a tournament. It'd have to be the majority. And, and so it, in that respect, no, I don't think 
I don't really worry about that. I, now, the, you know, there's some bad things that can go down over there and some conversations that I wish wouldn't happen necessarily, but that just kind of comes with the territory of an open forum. You know what I mean? Yeah. It has definitely has some interesting rivalries. What's been, I mean, I know the Mathis and Benetti rivalry was pretty interesting. <laughs> so really? I think um, uh, Aaron Mathis and uh, Conrad Benetti, yeah, I know they went at it for a while. Yeah, they didn't they? Talking, they were talking crap on there, I think, but I don't know if it was an actual fishing rivalry. I don't know. Aaron does online tournaments, and you have to do that yes. to be a rivalry with Conrad. He's not much of a live event angler. He's, he's, learning. <laughs> he's, learn, he's learning that lately. But it's, I mean, there's a few rivalries over there. Um, I think Sancho and Harshman is another one that's kind of entertaining every time those two go at yeah, it. Yeah, so, Sancho's what's been your favorite one? <laughs> my favorite one? Golly. I mean, there's been so many. Um, over the years, I guess. Sancho versus anybody was good for a long time. He's been kind of MIA <laughs> on the page, but uh, yeah, I noticed people, that the people's champ and Conrad went at it for a while. That was one of my favorite back and forths. The greatest post of all time is the, the argument between uh, Robert Murphy and Farron Davidson over the biscuits and gravy and jerk baits. I don't know if you were around for that one, but no, that, I missed that was that one. the greatest thread in the history of the page. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know if that one will ever be topped. Awesome. I missed that one. Hopefully it'll yeah, you can resurface. Go back and find it. It's still there. Just hit the search bar. You'll find it. It was it was All right. it was almost uh so funny that you thought it wasn't real. <laughs> uh talking a little bit about the the podcast. How did the podcast uh, I'm sorry, podcast got started? Just like the page, which was like I said, was kind of an accident. We didn't know it would get so big. Uh the podcast was like, hey, Facebook will let you go live now. We ought to do something. So the guy, uh, uh, Wes Jones, was doing kayak bass fishing, bass fishing live or something like. Do you remember that one? Did you ever see that one? Yeah, I remember. West, that Coast, one. West Coast guy, he did that for a while, and uh, we saw that and we thought, man, we got this group page and we got this fan page. Why don't we try to go live a couple times and see what happens? And we started doing that, turned it into a, you know uploaded the audio, turned it into a podcast. We've been doing it ever since. So it was kind of an accident. And then we started really enjoying it and started getting some traction with it, and you know now here we are pretty pretty popular podcast yeah you guys do a great job like i said it's kind of like one of the things what i that i kind of like i mean how do i say it in a good way kind of like envious of what you guys do and the popularity that comes i mean not envious the jealous in a bad way but envious of like man they you know looking up to like this guys do a good job good job on the podcast you know keeping people that, engaged keeping people um um, you know, up to date on things and really uplifting the sport where it's become more and more popular. Yeah. Well, we, that's the thing is even though we've had our issues with different organizations or different people, we don't have bias against anyone. We interview everybody from every trail, KBF, BOS, BASS, local, whatever. We interview everybody. We have a good time with it. Um, and we've been through it all, let me tell you, from a technology standpoint, <laughs> where we had bad audio, bad video, getting disconnected, dropping signal, and, and now this stream yard that a lot of people are using has made it so much easier. So it's been kind of a wild ride, but it's leveling out now, and it's a lot of fun, a lot of fun to do. How's the chemistry uh, evolved between you and Ryan? Would you say, like, I've I read on a post on the KBN group page, somebody said, like, Jeff is like the soothing voice, calming voice between it, and Ryan is more like the conversation starter, the instigator, in a good way. I'm not saying that in a bad way. Oh, yeah. yeah. How do you describe that chemistry between you and Ryan? I mean, I don't know. I, number one, people don't realize that I'm a lot older than Ryan. So uh, maybe that's why I'm a calming influence. I don't know. But, but, but Ryan in general is just, you know, he's a little bit of a more of a, a – loose cannon, I guess you'd say. And he enjoys having a good time out there. And then I just, uh, I don't know. I think, I think it's a good match. And the funny thing is that Ryan and I, we, when we first started this, we had never even met in person ever. Really? Yeah. The whole thing was via the internet. It was text and, and, uh, Facebook messages, side chats, things like that. And we're like, Hey, let's do this podcast. And we had never even hung out. Nothing. <laughs> Uh, which a lot of people don't realize that they, we, they thought we were buddies or something just started this podcast together and no we weren't we you know we were just uh, acquaintances from social media and it still worked out 
Awesome. When was how long between the podcast started to where you actually met in person? Shoot, six months, year, something like that. Really? Yeah, it was wild. It was one of the tur- It was at uh, one of the Bass Open Series tournaments, which was a while down there. No, no, no. I think it was either one of the Bass Open Series tournaments, or maybe the first BASS tournament. Uh, Logan Martin, that first tournament they had at the Classic back in, I guess that'd have been spring of 2020. So it was it was a a while longer than you would think for people that were doing it. You know, we were like minded, had kind of the same vision, so it worked, and our chemistry works. Even though still we probably only hang out, hung out, you know, half a dozen times or less. So um, yeah, kind of a cool story. Nice. I like the chemistry you guys have. I always, I mean, if I had to describe it, I would say you're more like the anchor man, and he's more like the colorful commentator. That's Is right. that an accurate description? Yeah, that, that's it. I'll be uh, I'll be Mike Breen, and he can be uh, one of the color <laughs> guys from the NBA games. <laughs> Does it worry you at some point? Now you see a lot of like, um, you know, um, same thing. You know, when you see like sports talk show and um, and in games, like Mike Brenneman, actually, you know, he got he just lost his job because he said something yeah. without without realizing his mic was open. Does that ever, does that ever in your back of your head, you know, like, crap, I don't want to say something that's going to be, you know, taken the wrong way and this whole ship goes down. Does that ever worry you at, at any point? Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Not really. Uh, you know, we talk about everything, even the tough to talk about subjects. Now, we don't just crap on people for the sake of it, but we still yeah. will talk about just about anything. And Ryan and I are both of the same same opinion of, uh, and I, you know, obviously he's not on here, so I'm kind of speaking out of turn for him, but I'm 100% confident he would say the same thing. Uh, we're going to say what we're going to say, and if anyone that partners with us doesn't like that, then that's that's all right. We're not going to change that. That's just how we are. So we're going to share our opinions. Consequences be damned, I guess I'm saying. We, you know, it doesn't matter to us. We're just trying to get our opinions out there. Uh, and people that want to partner with that, that's that's great. We love that. That's why we're partners with Western Sun. We talked to them before they became our, our first sponsor and said, hey, we talk about anything and everything. Do y'all care? And they said, you go for it. Whatever y'all want. Let it rip. So, did the, um, When did the idea of getting a sponsorship kind of creeped into you guys uh, as far as like, hey, man, we can get a sponsorship maybe at, you know, either some way or another monetized and did that ever you know compromise the way you were gonna uh, continue with your podcast and your live no, shows that, that was the number one thing we said is if we ever do go with a sponsor they will not be able to at all influence our content we nothing will change if they want to be a sponsor then they have to agree to that uh, western sun is you know non-endemic they're not involved in fishing all they do they do support kayak fishing in texas quite a bit um that's one of the things they agreed to right away. Obviously they don't really care about the politics of fishing. They just want their name in front of fishermen. So uh, it was a perfect match. Now we've had other people approach us uh, and we think we have some value and we set that value at a, a certain number. And uh, you know, we don't really compromise that either. So if you want to partner with us, you know, you're going to have to meet us where we're at on value and then be okay with he and I running our math on the podcast. <laughs> Those two things are going to have to be all right. Does it, do you ever reach out to a company or is it at this point companies reaching out to you? And I mean, I, and that's more like a business side. Pardon me, the question. If that yeah, yeah, it's been a little bit of both. I mean, I've talked to a few people. 
uh, about it. And uh, we're still talking. We're talking to some people right now about it, but it, it's just got to be the right fit, you know, all the way around. Uh, but no, we have not banged down the door of sponsors trying to get sponsors. Just haven't done that. Let's talk a little bit about you and your kayak fishing and tournament scene. How's your kayak fishing involved? How did you how did you start at kayak fishing and what do you see it going for you in the present and future? Man, I've been doing this, I guess it's been about 10 years now. Uh, really? Yeah, I bass fished, tournament bass fish of a bass boat with my father-in-law some. Uh, for years, lived in Hot Springs, Arkansas with him and did, did some of that. Uh, before that, I just kind of piddled with fishing. When I, Growing up, I grew up on the river up in Ohio on the Stillwater River, did a lot of catfishing and junk fishing, but never really bass fished specifically um fast forward years later 2011 i moved away from hot springs my boater was my father-in-law uh and so when i got up to northwest arkansas where i'm at still now i was on the bank i was landlocked i couldn't fish anywhere uh, i saw a thing on the internet somewhere about kayak fishing or no, no it wasn't on the internet i saw a uh, kayak angler magazine it books a million back when people used to go to the bookstore and read books yeah uh, saw, saw it on the bookshelf there and uh, piqued my interest, so I went to the internet and started snooping around. Saw there was a little kayak group here in Northwest Arkansas. Uh, got online and ordered some kayaks uh, from ACK online. And they shipped them up here to Northwest Arkansas, and the, and the rest is history. I've been doing it ever since. Uh, yeah. What was so your I, first kayak? I had two wilderness systems. I had a wilderness system Ride 115 and a wilderness system Tarpon 100. Nice. You rocking an autopilot now, right? The old town. Yeah. Well, I got an autopilot, old town autopilot, and a uh, old town big water PDL pedal kayak. So both those. Yeah, it breaks my heart. It kind of breaks my heart every time the KBN group page you you crap on Hobie because I'm a Hobie guy. I'm like, come on, oh, we just I, I, like I love you. I love the I love the Hobie guys, man. I'm just always giving them hell because they're always giving me hell about the old yeah. towns. Uh, but all my but I mean half my buddies Ryan and and AJ McCorder and Jay Wall and all those guys great guys I know Hobie's a quality product we just kind of yeah. give each other hell just hazing a little bit back and forth yeah it has you know it's kind of like I think Clifton Allen mentioned it going kind of going full circle with the group page I remember Clifton Allen uh, posted a video kind of like this is getting stale come on we got to bring something I'm like well here we go <laughs> yeah and frankly I think Old Town and Hobie have kind of nose to head out in front of everybody uh, as yeah. far as the, the leaders in the industry uh you know for a while it was hobie everybody else you had native old yeah. town, everybody's kind of stacked up down there and i think old towns kind of separated themselves a little bit up there with hobie and those two and so it's kind of a, a fun rivalry to snip back and forth with the funny comments yeah i feel like jackson i don't know what happened with jackson i know there were some changes in management and um and obviously, um, Eric Jackson sold the company, right. but I feel like that would have been that should have been at least the rivalry with Hobie. And for whatever reason, um, I don't know. It, they've kind of like let you know, kind of like I don't know. I I feel like they've could have done a better job with their product moving forward, and they haven't. So, well, people forget, man. Old Town's got the deepest pockets in the whole game if they want yeah. to, because I mean, Johnson yeah. Outdoors, Hummingbird, Minkota, they're all owned yeah. by the same umbrella there, so they can. It seemed like they didn't take kayak fishing seriously, really, until like 2015, 2016. And then they started dumping all that R&D into it, came out with the pedal drives, and now they're just rocking and rolling with the marketing and, and innovation. So, yeah, they've earned yeah. their spot for sure. Yeah, a lot of big rumors, uh, I think, end of last year, in the beginning of this year, that Old Town was buying Hobie. But I guess it was only rumors or something happened that well, didn't go yeah. through. I mean, yeah, there was something to that, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We'll see around, I think. So, yeah, kicking the tires on that. Yeah. Speaking of taking kayak fishing seriously, let me ask you a little bit of hot topic because I know you guys touch on it on the KBN, uh, on the podcast, and the group page. Your thoughts on Bass Nation now in kayak fishing? Good for the sport? I think it's good for the sport as long as they, I'm going to say the right thing, take it. I'm not going to say they're not taking it seriously, but they need to they need to lean on the kayak anglers a little bit more to yeah. to refine it uh, to what we expect. I know it's just really their first full year of doing all that. Well, second full year doing the opens in a non you know in a, in a COVID year, so it kind of affects things. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's a good thing from a name brand perspective yeah. to have the bass label on something. But I think right now they're riding that label 
and the product needs to match it. Does that make yeah. sense? No, I completely agree. Um, I know on the uh, Paddle and Finn podcast on the OG show and some of the shows, we kind of talked to, to touch on it a little bit. I think for the most part, we have the same opinion on it um, generally. Now we try to, you know, okay, somebody's got to play devil's advocate and the other, because we can't just all express the same opinion because at, at that point it becomes like, well, just a bashing. But I think you hit the nail over the head. I think my, I want to say gripe on Bass Nation, but my biggest concern is that it's like, well, you're kind of leaning too much on the name, but the product is yeah. kind of suffering a little yeah, bit. It's not matching. Scenes, yeah. Behind the scenes, there's a lot of grumbling of people not real happy with that. Now I'll say this, the tournament directors they chose, Tyler Cole, Patrick Malone, um, you know, Steve Owens has done it in the past. Those guys yeah. are legit and they're yeah. great tournament directors. But Bass has to give them the resources to make the tournament go the way I know those guys want it to. Uh, they can only do so much, you know what I mean? Because they're just running the tournament. They're not, if they're not given the money to reserve a big indoor place to have the weigh-ins and the awards and whatever, then you know they can't. So they, you know they're doing the best they can with what they have. But they're, it's not a, it's not all in tournament directors. Bass, the organization, I think, has to get serious yes. with the money they throw behind it because they're holding back money from every tournament which is yeah, fine. a lot of money <laughs> yeah that, that's fine but throw some of that back at the tournament at the yeah. at the actual production of the tournament you know yeah i know they're holding a lot of money compared to other trails um i and that's i think you hit the nail on the head again on that one um i make sure to you know when i let my opinions felt this is not a reflection on Steve Owens, Patrick Malone, and any of the guys that are running the the kind of like the state trails. Um, right. They do a great job. It's more about the organization itself kind of backing its own product and matching what the name, because we expect Bass Nation to be Bass Nation, you know, the biggest yeah. name in bass fishing. And when you look yeah. at what, go ahead, I'm sorry. Now, I was just saying, I'll tell you this, this is something else is a lot has gotten thrown on Dwayne Wally as kind of the yeah. face of it as Tony X. But here's something people don't think realize Dwayne owns Tony X and has yeah. done a great job building that company. But Dwayne doesn't run tournaments typically. Yeah. That's not his, that's not his forte either. I mean, he's seen obviously thousands of tournaments be run, but he is not super experienced at running live tournaments himself. So, you know what I mean? Bass needs to throw the resources at him to get the people around him that he needs to compensate them correctly, to make sure that he has the, the support that he needs, that kind of stuff. That's a good point. And Dwayne Valley does a great job. I, there are few things that concern me. And again, my point of view is not like my personal opinion. It's kind of like talking to tournament anglers um, and the guys that, you know, travel the States, back and forth, you know, taking part in these tournaments. And my concern is also about the sport growing and yeah. and being, you know, something that to get to the level, the end game is that anglers can make a career out of this. I'm not saying for myself, because I don't ever think I'll be that good. But I mean, I'll give it a try, but I don't ever think I'm that good. So it's not necessarily for myself, but for the people out there, the guys out there, guys and girls, Christine Fisher, Guillermo, Ross, all those guys that are putting in the work, I would like to see them at some point say, you know, this is viable to make a career out of this, to make it your your main source of income. Where tournaments, you know, maybe in the future we don't have to worry about the tournament fees paying the tournament. Maybe the money can come out of sponsors and stuff like that. Who knows where the sport is going to go now? I see one of the things that concerns me about this, and you see what AJ McWhorter is doing with Hobie BOS, which in my opinion, and you know, and I and I'll love to hear your opinion about this, is the gold standard right now for kayak fishing tournament. I'm not saying it's perfect, but it to me it's the highest level right now of kayak fishing. Do you think that that's true? What do you what are your feelings when you compare? Yeah, yeah, 100%. They set the bar. Uh, this year, I've basically fished only those events uh, because of that. You know, I made sure I fit those into my schedule, plus, you know, smaller local tournaments. But uh, when you go to one of those tournaments, you've, you're treated like a professional, and you feel like a, we're not professionals, but you're treated like one. You feel like one. Uh, the organization is top-notch. They adapted to, to the COVID restrictions seamlessly and made it happen. Uh, they've kept some of that stuff 
and learned from it and made their tournaments this year without as many restrictions even more efficient because of it. Uh, I think they they do a great job and set the bar for for tournaments to to aim for now. Which which what's good is you got bass out there. You've got KBF still. Uh, you've got some bigger regional trails. You know they see that, and this is a competitive world and a competitive sport. So the, hopefully that's going to drive them to be even better. And and the the blueprints there, all they have to really do is kind of copy and refine it to fit what they're doing, and and no. you know they'll be fine. And that's that's to me is why why I mentioned my concern and I don't have any problem with what Dwayne Wally is doing. Like I said, he's doing an amazing job. Props to him. I see them partnering with Tony X. I've always said, I don't like the fact. And again, no reflection on Dwayne Wally. He's a businessman, but from a kayak fishing community, I don't like the fact of one organization or one company having a stronghold on one product. I loved it when KBF went to fishing chaos. Cause I think, there's a lot of power in Tony X. And again, this is not a reflection on Dwayne Valley. He's a businessman. He has his due diligence to do. And if he feels like partnering with Bass Nation is the right way to go about his business, that his he has all its right. But I worry about what is the long-term effect of what's going to happen with Hobie BOS. Because you see that partnering. See, now there's an interest between KB between um, Bass Nation and Turney. You see Dwayne Wally doing most of the heavy lifting um, with Bass Nation. Now, I don't know the finances, and Dwayne Wally certainly doesn't have to explain it to me or to anyone what the finances are between him and Bass Nation. That's that's none of my business. But now I've noticed where Hobie was in the front page, you know, uh, when you opened the app. It was said Elite Tournaments, mm-hmm. Hobie BOS. All of a sudden, that's gone. Elite tournaments, only Bass Nation. And Hobie, you have to scroll down to find it. And I look at small things like that, and I worry it's like, this is what I kind of like, again, from a standpoint of what is best for the sport. Not my personal opinion, but what's best for the um, for the sport to grow and become viable. That, I don't know. I have an uneasy feeling about what's going to happen moving forward. Yeah, I know the Tourney X thing with the Elite tab. That thing wasn't working right. That's why they took Hobie out of that because when you would click on the Hobie name, you wouldn't see the tournaments. You'd have to go down and find it anyway. So they took that out because it wasn't functioning right. But I know what you're saying. You know, being the exclusive partner of Bass, is that going to affect the BOS? I don't think so. I mean, there's a frankly, there's other options out there already. The first years I was using an online service was I was I used iAngler. I was very familiar with that for yeah. several years, and it's still out there. And I'm sure there'll be more services pop up. There should be. I mean, that'd be okay. You know, I mean. Uh, Dwayne gives us a great platform. I can't imagine going, you know, when I started doing this, I was using SD cards and cameras and putting yeah. them in buckets and all that craziness. So I'm so thankful for, for Tourney X and what that brought brought for us and iAngler and the others. But, um, you know, I don't know that a, a tournament service, unless it's a really bad one, will affect the tournament organization. You know what I mean? I don't think Tourney X can affect how the BOS runs or succeeds or how BASS succeeds. Uh, they're just kind of the go-between unless that organization picked, you know, you remember when KBF tried to pick uh, iCatch up for a little bit? Yeah. That, do you remember that mess? Well, iCatch <laughs> was a terrible, iCatch was a terrible, it's horrible. It was horrible. a terrible, terrible service. So if, if your organization goes to a terrible service, well, that can mess with um, the organization, but I don't think that the, the service itself is going to, is going to be able to affect either one of them. Well, and and my point, I guess, to it is like, well, it becomes now more financially viable for, let's say, something like Bass Nation to operate the tournaments, which is fine. But the problem is the product is not as good as OBBOS. That's right. So I hate to see um, the company that or the organization, the trail that's really spearheading kayak fishing. And it's really like I mentioned, the gold standard for kayak fishing tournament kind of like taking a financial hit or being in uh um uh how do you say this in a financially um disadvantage for turn for for an organization that it's not really putting all its um work into you know doing this right that's my opinion yeah i don't know i'd hate to see that too but i just don't think that'll happen i think the product speaks for itself and i think that uh the toc is the most elite tournament you can try to get into i'm scratching and clawing right now to get into that myself uh, and I think that is uh, 
is enough. Just if they keep doing what they're doing, they'll be fine, I think. No, definitely. Um, I think for every angler, I mean, TLC has got to be the, you know, the, what you really want. I, I know Bass Nation, the kayak, the championship was had all that um, nostalgia behind it. I've heard podcasts where even when the first event was in Logan Martin, mm -hmm. where a lot of the tournament last, and I think it might have been your podcast where you brought a couple of the guys that were fishing and, and they mentioned, you know, yeah, and they mentioned what was their goal. It's just like to be in that kind of like red carpet of the top 10 to walk the podium. And this year was the same thing. A lot of guys, yeah. you would ask them on a podcast, like, you know, what's your goals? I want to be in that top 10. So there is that nostalgia of like, I want to be part of history. And, they and again, that. it's not. Yeah, yeah they, definitely. The Bass has that. They've got the stage and the lights. The, the final championship, I mean, that, they've got that in their pocket for sure. You know what I mean? But from a competitive angler standpoint, it's kind of like, I don't know if you watch pro golf or not, but there's a lot of pro golfers that sure, uh, you know, winning the masters is, is the pinnacle of, of whatever that that's a, that's a major championship they want to win. But behind the scenes, a lot of them want to win the PGA championship, even though it's not the most hyped because yeah. that is the most competitive event. Uh, so, or the tour championship, I'm sorry. So the same thing here. I mean, the TOC may not have the grandeur of the classic stage, but I think the 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 desire to win the TOC and make it there is, from a competitive standpoint, is is the highest of all, of all of them. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah and I, and I and I agree. I think most anglers will tell you. Um, I mean, a lot of anglers will also say, you know, the um, making the top ten in KBF. Yeah, but that one's so you know, so yeah. weird. Now look, KBF had had the opportunity and still has the opportunity, I guess, to. I mean, I mean it was the only thing for a while, but the, it gets so complicated with how you qualify for things. Now this year they did a much better job of pulling back and making it less complicated. But even then, the back to back one day events, you can get enough points in a weekend and a half to make the ten and only fish really one lake or one and a half, you know, one or yeah. two lakes. And you've made the made the ten off of that, so it's it's kind of a weird, weird setup. I mean, I I don't know, but uh, it's definitely an elite event too. And then you know how how they have their points set up is is different. Maybe that's good. Everybody doesn't need to be same. Yeah, it gives a a different wrinkle into the whole tournament thing. I um, like I said, it's kind of weird uh, the way they run it. But hey, you know, it's you know, it's their yeah, thing. I mean, it, it provides another outlet. A lot of people love it, so. Rock and roll with it. That's fine. You know. Yeah. And we'll see how it holds up and, uh, and you know, and how it goes in the future. It's it's definitely different. <laughs> it's definitely different to qualify yeah. for the TOC you know, and it, the KBF National Championship. That's what, sure. what a <laughs> What a time it is to be a kayak hunter because we have all yeah. these options. You don't have to fish bass. You don't have to fish Hobie. You don't have to fish KBF if you don't want to. There's all these options if you want to travel and fish. So, you know. We have no excuse, no excuse not to, to get out there and compete because there's there's so many different tournament organizations. What is your goal other than the TLC moving forward? I know you mentioned the TLC this year, but when you look at your trajectory as a kayak bass fisherman in tournaments, mm -hmm. how, what would you like it to see two or three years from now? Like personally or just what on the – Personally, the, yeah. Or, yeah, I mean, I don't know – when I first started off in this, just like everybody else, I was like on fire, you know, fishing every tournament I could fish locally. There really weren't a lot of national tournaments then. Uh, I could tell you a little history story about the very first TOC that most people don't even know about probably. Uh, but I, I kind of backed off that. I became a tournament director and started running, founded and ran the biggest trail in Arkansas in our state championship and all that stuff for a while and backed off of really fishing as much to be a tournament director. So now – I've handed my trail off to some some guys here locally in the last year and a half, two years. I've been more focused on fishing myself and trying to get my my competitive edge back. So, uh, and I focus more more on national events than local events uh, this year, and that's what I want to continue to do for the next couple of years. So, no, goal number one is make the TOC. So right now I'm sitting, I think I'm 40th in the points. So I'm close. I just got to uh, have a, have a good event next time out. Uh, make the TOC. Uh, chase that same goal next year and maybe maybe get out and fish a few of the bass events next year if they can make some changes. I, I'd like them to see to go to two events or two-day events, not just one-day events, to make the, the travel worthwhile. 
uh, and just go from there and just keep keep having fun with it and, and uh, enjoying the podcast, enjoying the, the social media aspect of it. I'm trying to grow my YouTube channel a little bit. Uh, if you like mediocre content, go over and check that out too. <laughs> it's a good channel. Appreciate that, man. <laughs> no, my pleasure. No, thank you for what you do. Do you feel like, do you put a certain um, priority on moving the sport beyond yourself? Like, you know, like you wanted to, you, do, do you ever feel like, you know, when I'm done kayak fishing, I want to make sure I live the sport in a better place than it is now. And I say that because, you, again, not only do you tournaments, but you're very influential when it comes to KBN. You know, like I said, KBN Group Page, the podcast, it's it's a big deal when it comes to promoting the sport and making changes. Do you feel like there's a certain part of you that says, you know, I want to make my mark with the sport that I can look back and says, I left it at a better place than it was? Yeah, man, I definitely would hate to be a an anchor on the sport and not – get it to a better place. So, you know, definitely want to push it forward. But I think we do that as a, as a community, you mm -hmm. know, as, as a group, I don't think that any one person can do that. I think for a lot of years, one person did try to do that and kind of force themselves as the, the, uh, the torch holder. And they were going to, they were, the, they were the sport. And I don't think that's the responsibility of anybody. I think that's a, a group thing. I think we're all pushing the sport where it needs to go. And I think it's going there regardless. I mean, it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It's the fastest growing segment of, of bass fishing but yeah you know ryan and i and everybody involved with kbm we definitely want it to be better off down the road uh, from where we started it what are you most proud of what you've done with the kbn or what you've done yourself as a as a tournament angler man i'm one of these guys that just likes to build stuff and you know see what happens with it so as a tournament angler i'm not I enjoy that a lot. I mean, I'm a competitive person and I used to play a lot of basketball. Kayak fishing has kind of replaced that because my knees and back really won't let me play a lot of basketball getting older. But, uh, the most proud I am is of, of the stuff we built here locally in Arkansas. Got a huge club in Northwest Arkansas. We branched out and, opened, and started a natural state kayak angler central branch of the club. And that's grown. The state championship that we started is still rolling strong. Uh, I'm proud of that. And I'm, and I'm proud of the, the, social media we got with the, the KBN group page and the, the uh, fan page, you know, people said, especially when people say this is, this is trash or you can't do this or who do y'all think you are? We can shut this down anytime. You, you guys don't know what you're doing. And then to see it flourish, you know, definitely proud of, of that. Yeah. It's, it, it's an accomplishment. And like I said, you know, what you're doing as a tournament director, as a tournament angler and the, and the social media context for us, the podcast and the group and your own social media it's you really have you know kind of make your stamp on it uh on the sport and in, in a good way and i think you definitely something to be proud of talking a little bit about arkansas i know that's kind of like underrated when it comes to bass fishing i recently went to arkansas to get my hobby bos because i couldn't my hobby bos my hobby pa 366 i couldn't find it anywhere in texas couldn't find it in oklahoma couldn't find it in, in Louisiana. So um, closest one was, uh, what is it? Um, outdoor OWTAs. I can't remember the OMTC? name of it. OMTC? OMTC. OMTC, yeah. yeah. Man, I'm glad, I'm glad you got your boat. Those guys are douchebags. Sorry. You're the second person from Arkansas that yeah. has said that. <laughs> yeah. But, but anyway. Yeah, I'm glad you got your boat, though. I'm glad you got your boat. But go ahead. it's funny because you're the second person from Arkansas that told me that. Mm -hmm. I met somebody when I was in Arkansas, a huge social media personality, kind of told me the same thing about it. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. um, they treated me nice, though. But Yeah, that's, that's great. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> but, um, okay, so going back to – that's funny. I took a left turn. Um, <laughs> going back to fishing in Arkansas, I mean, it's really beautiful. I mean, the drive over there, I think I went to – what is it? I forgot even the town. Um, Corn Cornwall? Cotter? Arkansas? Conway? Conway. Conway, Arkansas. Yeah. Sorry about that. But it was a beautiful drive. Nice lakes and rivers. I was like, man, this, I don't know why Arkansas is not more Here's popular the funny part, dude. Fishing. Here's the funny part. That's the ugly part of Arkansas. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Come up That's where I live. In the, yeah, up, up here on the north side, uh, all across the north and, and all the way over to the northeast corner. That's the beautiful part of Arkansas. Now, Central Arkansas has its 
you know, obviously there's great fishing down there. I'm not knocking it, but the, the prettiest part of our state is up here in the Northwest and, and all across the Ozark mountains. That's what I was going to say. That's the Ozark area, right? Yeah. 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 But Lake Conway's got some, some big ones in it, uh, right there where you were at. So yeah. And we got, Hobie came back here twice. I came to Dardanelle twice in a row. So we're hoping that we can get them to come back to Arkansas again with, for their series and trying to get a bass series here too. You fished that tournament, right? Yeah. Yeah. How I do you go? twice on Tar- Dardanelle's the one I got to call out, and that's my home state. It doesn't make any sense, right? <laughs> I've had two pretty good finishes in the other ones out of state, but then the one here in my home state, I spit the bit. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the opposite of what Ryan is doing, where he's kind of like owning Tennessee, but yeah. not so much out of Tennessee. <laughs> Thing is, though, the ones he wins, the one he's done really good in Tennessee up there, that is, he never fishes there. Like, that is not even his home water at all. He never fishes Watts Bar or the Knoxville area. Uh, he just figured them out that weekend, you know. Is there a rivalry between you and Ryan as far as kayak anglers who no. better at it? No. No, no, we don't. We just, you know, me and him, we called each other while we were pre-fishing and never just kind of shooting the shit about, you know, who's who's doing what and how we're doing. And, and no, there's there's no rivalry. I mean, we give each other, heck, all those guys give me heck because I'm older than them, you know, and I can take that. So that's fine. How you keep saying how old, and and I guess because the mic kind of covers most of it. How old are you, Jeff? You I'm 48. Really? Yeah. Most you got like young, like 30 something, but no. Uh, yeah. I'm a, and Ryan and those guys, most of the guys I run with and tournament fish with, are in their early 30s or mid 30s. So they call me the old. Even though 48 is not old, they call me the old guy. Old guy. <laughs> Well, Jeff, I've had you for almost an hour, so thank you so much. Before I let you go, um, I want to give you a chance to to do a shout out. Um, where can people follow you? Um, I know you got Western Sun as one of your um, uh, sponsors. So both for you and the KBN, if you want to give shout outs, thanks. Anybody you want to thank? Yeah, man, appreciate that. Uh, of course, shout out to Old Town. Uh, for outfitting me with what I think are the best boats out there. Appreciate them. I've been partnering with them for a lot of years. So thank you, Old Town. And then as far as social media for me, it's just my name. You can find my name on YouTube, Jeff Malott, uh, J Malott Fishing for my Instagram handle. Uh, I even got some stuff over on TikTok if you want to check that out just by my name. That, that's okay. Uh, and then KBN, uh, Kayak Bass Nation fan page on Facebook, the Kayak Bass Nation group page, if you dare. You can go join that if you want. Uh, then we have the Instagram page and uh, the audio podcast. It's probably the same place as Paddling Fins at, you know, iTunes, Spotify, all over the place, wherever you find podcasts. So, and Western Sun, we appreciate Western Sun for supporting what we do. And, and let me give a shout out to my number one sponsor, AKM Salon, my wife's business. Uh, without my great wife and, and her business, I wouldn't do what I do. So we appreciate her. Oh, she's her uh, awesome. She has like a salon. You said salon boutique here in Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah. She's been a business owner for 20 something years. She's, she's the best. So there you go. Awesome. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Um, and again, for those out there listening, if you made it this far, I appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Go check out douglasoutdoors.com for my sponsor for the podcast. Uh, great rods, X matrix, LRS, find your nearest, um, dealer or online dealer. Once again, douglasoutdoors.com. This is Bass Kayak and Beers. Have a safe weekend, everyone, and uh, wear your PFDs. This segment is brought to you by Jigmasters. Step up your game with high-quality performance jigs, spinner baits, buzz baits, and more from jigmasters.com. And always, when in doubt, get the jig out. Welcome to the Bass Kayak and Beers podcast on the Paddle and Fin Network. On this podcast, we'll be talking about life and kayak fishing. Every week we'll have a special guest, whether it's a tournament angler, a content creator, or just a regular guy or girl who just loves to go kayak fishing. So grab a cold beer, sit back, and enjoy the show. Yak Gadget, made in America, based outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Yak Gadget offers all kinds of storage accessories, quick mount motor mounts, anchor systems, track mounted accessories, even paddles. Go to yakgadget.com and get your kayak decked out for your next trip out on the water. The 153 Bay Company, based in Troy, Ohio, make everything from plastics to custom painted hard baits. Hook them hard and hook them off. All of our baits are made to order and all of our hard baits are hand painted to order. So go to the153anglers.com to place your order today. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Fin. 
Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com. When you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know, right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at that Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.